What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, if I was having to like write emails while I'm sitting in my dad's hospital room, like as he's undergoing cancer treatments, like that's, yeah, that that's not the life I want for myself. You know what I mean? And I think that most of us can handle it. Most of us, we're just freaking powerful, like get it done type of people, or you wouldn't have started a business. So you can do it all. It's just what's, what's the repercussions, you know? Um, and I know that in the times I was trying to do it all, my health suffered a lot. Some of my other priorities, things that I really, really valued. I started spending less time on, um, I, and, and then again, when those when those big things happen, where it's just like, I can't sit in, my, in front of my computer right now, or I can't be out, I can't be saying yes to all these weddings because this is, this is happening, right? Um, being able to have a business that can still sustain throughout all of that is, you know, I, I think that's what we all want. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Welcome, my friends. Today, I'm interviewing my friend, Abby Ashley. I met her and her husband, Rob, in a mastermind trip last year and knew she would be the perfect expert to share with you on hiring virtual help. Abby Ashley helps aspiring virtual assistants start their business from scratch with the virtualsavvy.com. She's been featured on NBC News, Smart Passive Income, and Teachable. Now she teaches and trains hundreds of VAs to start their own virtual assistant business to help entrepreneurs like us. 
Now, the reason I wanted to bring Abby on is because I have personally struggled with finding a good VA for my photography business, too. I hired a couple, and it just never worked out. And things that were important to me, like getting my clients' names right and feeling like I was stuck on repeat teaching the same lesson over and over, became more of a management problem instead of having a resource to help me get stuff done. I wanted to bring you the source from the top so we can work through this together. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Abby. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. We're going to dive right in. And you are the girl to talk to about VAs. Now, I know that I personally have struggled hiring help, and it's like a big thing. Like, it's a big mental block to get over, thinking that we have to be the boss and getting over that and thinking, like, how do we even start to outsource? Like, do you have any advice on identifying only the things we can do as a boss and the things we can start to outsource? Yeah, well, first, let me 100% validate that fear because I like you're not validated in the sense that you're not alone in having it. I think that so many people are scared to hire. They're scared that man, nobody's going to be able to do the things that I do as well as I do them. A lot of times the barrier to hiring is just like the time that it will take to train somebody else. And so uh, we can talk about some of those things today. But for uh, for most of us, if we look at where we're at right now and we look at where we want our company to be three years, five years from now, are the tasks that you're doing today, are all the things that you're running around, scrambling around, filling your schedule with, missing parts of your other life with, are those things that you still want to be doing three to five years from now, if the answer is no, then hiring is going to have to be a part of the equation. And it's okay if you're not good at it right away, right? Because I think that there is kind of a methodology around it. There is, uh, there's things that you can do. And, and honestly, you get better with time. It's just like any other part of our business. We weren't very good at all the parts and right from the beginning, but we got better the further it went along. So um, as far that did not answer your question. Um, <laughs> I just get going. So, as far as identifying the things that you should be doing as opposed to, you know, what should I start hiring out? One of the best things that I tell people before you hire, um, I, a lot of times people will be like, okay, I, I want to hire. So that day they'll like throw up, I'm hiring a VA on Facebook or something. And they just jump right into it. I think that one of the most important things you can do, if you think you're going to be hiring soon is the prep work before. So what I usually have people do is do a one week time study and People hate doing it. Let's be honest, I hate doing it. <laughs> I hate doing time studies, but I force myself to do one once or twice a year where I just take an entire week. I'll use a tool like Toggle and I will just track, or you just use spreadsheet. You can write it down on a piece of paper, whatever works for you, but just track literally everything that you're doing. And then do an assessment at the end of the week. And there's different ways that you can do those assessments, but for me, you know, it's, it's, again, where do I want to be three to five years, the CEO of my own company? Are these the tasks that a CEO would be doing? And maybe some of them, it's like, okay, these are things I still want to be doing in three to five years. These are things that I'm okay to keep doing right now because I love, but maybe I'll eventually outsource. And then there's the things that's like, I should have been hiring somebody else to do this yesterday. <laughs> I love it. Um, now I have in the past, I have tried hiring a VA and it was not the right fit 
for me. And after, you know, after the trial period of a few months, I kind of identified that. Now, is what is what should we be looking for in hiring a good VA? And are there certain red flags that we should be watching out for? Yeah, definitely. So I unfortunately hear this a lot. Like, I feel like this is like a common story that people will hire somebody and it ends up just not being a good fit. Know that that isn't just the VA space though. I mean, turnover in any company is usually pretty high, even if you have a great um, interview process and all the things, just people don't pull through all the time. Like it amazes me how many people are bad employees, but let's be honest, I wasn't the greatest employee either. So (laughs) maybe, maybe these people just shouldn't be employees. No. Um, But like, so for me, I feel like when it comes to how to actually identify somebody that is going to be a good fit, I, I have found personally in my hiring experience If I am trying to find somebody to solve the problems in my business, I'm always going to be disappointed. And I find that so much people are like, oh, I haven't figured out Facebook ads yet. So I just need to hire this person. And then they don't do what you expected. And and, and I think a lot of it is just an expectation factor. So if if you're looking for somebody to solve major problems in your business, a VA isn't going to do that. I've also found that if people focus on okay, they need to be proficient or really excellent in all of these things. You know, like here's all this software, here's all this, all these things that you need experience in. You may find an awesome person, but I feel that if we were to hire for culture, like a cultural fit and a personality fit and just a, are they just a reliable person fit (laughs) more than do they have all the skills then I feel like at the end of the day, anytime that I've hired somebody that was maybe didn't check all the boxes of like, they know all the software platforms I use, but man, this person and I, they seem to have the same values as me and they're just really responsive and they go over the top and things like they, they just go, they're a person that goes above and beyond, man, I can train somebody on the software. Yeah. I love it. It's so true. I, a few years ago, I had hired some help and My name is difficult to pronounce and difficult to spell. So getting clients' names right is highly important to me. Mm -hmm. And this one person would repeatedly call my clients the wrong names, write them the wrong names. And I was just like, I know this is like maybe a small detail, but it's really big to me. Yeah. And like, it just became a non-negotiable. And just being aware of like how that made me feel and how it operated, yeah. um, just really. So I'm I'm definitely ready to start te- stepping my toes back into VA <laughs> because honestly, it kind of got me scared. Going like, wow, like maybe it's me. Maybe maybe I I'm not a good boss. Maybe it's just me. So uh, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like all of us are going to lead differently and we're going to manage differently. So it's not, are you a good boss or a bad boss? It's, it's like, what is your company culture, right? Like what are the things that you value? Because they're going to be different than the things that I value or another business owner values. And so it's really finding the right fit. It's not like this person is a good boss and this person is a bad boss. Well, I mean, I guess there are. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. But I don't think that's the case for you because you're like one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Um, but I, so I think really identifying that company culture and asking questions 
in an interview or in a discovery call that will lead to, does this person really have the same value mm-hmm. as me? I, yeah. I think that that's huge. I love it. I love touching on the values. Now, do you have any tips on, you know, even discovering what your values are? Yeah. So um, I actually just did this big, um, like manifesto for my business. It was like this three page long thing. And I remember going through it and being like, this is kind of dumb. I already know this stuff. I know what my culture is like, what, like, I'm just going to get through this and do the answers. It was like an assignment for some course I was in or something. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I, I actually put on some music and I sat down with a journal. So I got away from my computer. I was like, let me, I'll just write these answers out. And like 45 minutes later, I'm still like writing and writing and writing about just what does my company stand for? What's my big purpose? Like, what are the things that we fight for? And, and, and just those kinds of questions, honestly, there's, there's tons of you just Google like company culture questions. You'll find a ton of different prompts to discovering your company culture. So I don't have one specific resource to give to you, but for me, it came down to, we have five company values that my company upholds, you know, and, and people who believe in those company values, uh, just, I find myself loving working with them. Having, having shared values, like there is, like that is the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. It truly, truly is. I do. And I think that, you know, we're like, okay, so how do you know if they have shared values? (laughs) um, uh, So I'm also a big fan of whenever you're hiring somebody, to do a, um, you know, do some kind of a discovery call interview where you pre-plan out some questions that will kind of lead to, do I think this person is a good company fit, right? Like for me, we didn't intentionally do it, but everyone, you know, I'm a mom and every, all, all of my employees are moms too. And it wasn't something we were like, you have to be a mom, but it just, we found that as we were interviewing people, that the people who kind of had the same like mindset and values just understood that like things come up and we're okay with that. Like that, I don't know, it was just like a good fit. And so that was one of the things that is, again, we weren't looking for it, but if somebody mentioned like, okay, my kid gets off the bus at three and it's really important for me to be there at three, but I've already also, uh, you know, that means that I will be working from seven to nine. Is that okay? Da, 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 da. It made me think they know that they're like, they're going to prioritize family, but they're also telling me how they're going to work hard in order to come back to that, you know? So those were just some signs for us that it was a good cultural fit. I'm also a big fan of doing like a test project. Yep. I think that a test project is huge um, because a test project is not going to really tell you cultural fit and communication. It will a little bit, but it's going to show attention to detail, excellence, you know, like do they have the actual skill, right? Or did we work well on a project together? And then again, I usually do like a, a 30 and 90 day test period. And I tell people that in the beginning, like this, like, let's, let's try this out for 30 days. Let's see how this, uh, you know, is this a good fit? Um, because then after those 30 days, you can have that conversation, maybe like what you had, where it was like, I, I just don't think this is a good fit. And that's nobody's fault if that happens, you know, like that's, it that might not been that they were terrible. It doesn't mean that you were a bad boss. Just sometimes it just isn't a good fit. And and that is the scary part because then you you do try again and you go for it. But then when you find those people that are the good fit, 
oh my gosh, does it change everything? Right? It's like dating and marriage, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you just got to date a few to find your soulmate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just don't overcommit too soon. Right? <laughs> no ring, no ring. No ring. <laughs> I love it. So how can a VA help an overwhelmed photographer when it feels even more overwhelming to actually hire someone? Yeah. So I'm a big fan. Again, I think that a lot of what it, what you can do is get yourself ready to hire. Um, because if, if you wait too long, then it is going to feel so overwhelming. So what I would recommend is going ahead and really having your systems and processes down pat. Like, I mean, make it to where even if you're doing all the steps, your procedures are step one, we do this. Step two, we do this. Step three, we do this. Step four, we do this. And eventually it's going to be somebody else's name in that slot. Right now it's your name doing all of those things. But if it's documented, if all of your, you know, if you have SOPs for how you do things, which let's be honest, most of us probably don't. If it's just us, we don't take the time to do it. But man, I'm telling you, just start recording things as you do them. I use a screen recorder. And anytime I've done something that I know we don't have documented, I'll just record it as I'm doing it, throw it in a file that we have that our SOPs are in. And so that way somebody else can do it next time. And so just starting to really document your procedures is going to help it be so much less overwhelming. And you're going to feel like, okay, I could hand this off to somebody else because it's not just take over my social media mm-hmm. or take over editing, which I know like, <laughs> like no way I'm not going to You know, like if you, if you start documenting the way that you do things and so someone knows, okay, I'm replicating what they do and what their way of doing it is, then it's just that much easier to hand off. Love it. So what are the pitfalls of I can do it all myself? <laughs> You already know what they are. I know. <laughs> you feel it right now. <laughs> You're listening. You're like, I I already know. I'm stressed. I mean, there's just something, you know, we've we've had a lot of tragedy in my family over the past few years. My grandmother died, my grandpa got cancer. I just went to a funeral yesterday. Like we've moved across the country. My husband lost his job. Like we've had a lot of things happen in the last two years. And during this time, I have, thankfully, I have employees now. So I've, I started out having VAs and contractors. Now I have employees, but either way, um, I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, if I was having to like write emails while I'm sitting in my dad's hospital room, like as he's undergoing cancer treatments, like that's, yeah, that that's not the life I want for myself. You know what I mean? And I think that most of us can handle it. Most of us, we're just freaking powerful, like get it done type of people, or you wouldn't have started a business. So you can do it all. It's just what's, what's the repercussions, you know? Um, and I know that in the times I was trying to do it all, my health suffered a lot. Some of my other priorities, things that 
I really, really valued, I started spending less time on. And, and then again, when those, when those big things happen, where it's just like, I can't sit in, my, in front of my computer right now, or I can't be out, I can't be saying yes to all these weddings because this is happening, right? Being able to have a business that can still sustain throughout all of that is, you know, I, I think that's what we all want. Oh my goodness, I completely agree. So once a photographer has made the decision that they need help, where should we even start looking for a good VA? Yeah. So I'll say this too. So I have a couple of resources, you know, um, we do connect people to VAs. It's not something that I currently charge for anything inside of my business. I, I would also, even before that, I would look to what you really need. Is it somebody that is in person? You know, do you, do you need somebody that's virtual or do you need somebody that's in person? I love having people who are virtual because it's just a wider pool of people that you're, you're going for. So if, if the work that you're needing done is customer service or is, you know, invoicing or appointment scheduling, things that could be done remotely, definitely consider, even though it can be scary, hiring somebody remotely. Uh, because again, you're, you are just searching from such a wider pool that you can find some really, really great individuals. There are VAs that uh, specialize working with different niches too. Uh, there are VAs that work only with photographers or VAs that only work with wedding professionals or VAs that only do certain types of services. So you know, if you use a service like HoneyBook or Dubsado or whatever, there are VAs that will only set those kind of schedulers up. So I think that doing a little bit of a search of what really is out there. And then also, you know, if you decide that you want somebody locally, then that's okay too. And sometimes the best help that I found in my business has been other stay-at-home moms or college kids or whatever, kind of depending on the level. Again, you're looking for value. You're looking for somebody that has the same values, who has a really hard work ethic. So don't just hire somebody out the gate. Like that's, that's like one of my biggest warning signs is just don't hire super quickly. Every time I've just been like, oh my gosh, we're hiring this person. It just, doesn't work out. So that whole like hire slow, fire fast thing, I I am a proponent of. Um, I mean, I don't hire, I don't fire super fast, but you know, like when you know somebody's not a good fit anymore, if it's not a good fit culturally, it's just, that's not going to change. So those are kind of my recommendations. Um, over on my site, the virtualsavvy.com slash hire, I do have a form that you can fill out and that would go out to my paid students. So we've got a community of some really, really top-notch VAs that um, definitely you guys can use that as a resource if you want. But yeah, there's there's just, there's a lot of great people out there. It I think the first step is uh, getting the confidence that yes, I can manage people, yes, Somebody else can run my business just as good, if not better than I can, certain elements of it, right? And then systematizing your process and then kind of starting to find the right person. I think that we often get stuck in thinking it's going to cost us like millions of dollars. And we're like, we don't make millions of dollars. How can I afford this? And for me, I was like, I needed someone to come into my house and clean my toilets. And I was like, this is probably going to cost me like $1,000 a month. It costs me 60 bucks a month. <laughs> like, That's amazing. Like, and the hard part was just making the decision. And like, because there is such a shame too about asking for help. I think like culturally, 
we're almost like ingrained that I should be doing it all. And if I'm not doing it all, I'm not a success. So how do you think we can flip that mindset and saying help is okay and it's okay to say I need it? Oh my goodness. Yes. If I, (laughs) it's like my heart cry, like don't do it all. We're not meant to do it all. It it takes a village. Right. And I think it's a really good point that you even said, you know, when you look at your life and you look at the things that you enjoy doing and what is causing you stress and what do you dread and all of that, sometimes the first piece of help may not be a virtual assistant. Maybe it is somebody to, you know, the very first person I ever hired was somebody to come and watch my kids two days a week. No, I don't, I didn't dread watching my kids, but (laughs) I love watching my kids. But like, that was, that was huge for me to be able to have somebody else you know, be there, love on my kids. And then I had some daytime hours to be working and it was a win-win for all of us. And then the next help I hired was a VA. But then after that, it wasn't bringing on another VA or even increasing the VA's hours. It was help around the house because I hate cleaning. I hate it. Some people are relaxed. Oh, no, I hate it. I like, and, and I can proudly say, I cannot remember the last time I've deep cleaned a bathroom and I'm okay with that fact. (laughs) Girl, me too. Me too. (laughs) That $60 a month is the best $60 I spend. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the next thing for you. I think identifying that and, and, and just being open to it because even the people who look like they do it all and they've got it all together, either they're not doing it all or they don't have it all together. <laughs> really, yeah. Have both. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's on social media doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> exactly. Oh right. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so what would you say are some common mistakes in hiring a VA? Yeah. So some of the ones that we talked about, right? Hiring too fast, hiring, not hiring for cultural fit. I think that it's important ahead of time that you go in with an idea of a budget. Now, as you know, VAs are independent contractors, so they set their own rate. So you can't say necessarily like, I'm going to pay you $15 an hour, but you can say, this is my budget, right? 15, 20, 30, whatever it is. And if they don't fit in your budget, then that's fine, right? Just like you could price around for different plumbers to come to your house if you wanted to. That's okay. You have the option to do that as a business owner. So, you know, make sure that it's, um, that it's not going to be a financial stress on your business, but do also be open to the idea that this is going to free up time for hopefully more growth. And, you know, there's, I think sometimes people expect I'm going to hire a VA and then I'm just going to be able to make this much more money in my business right away. And that's not necessarily true either. You've got to look at the it's the space that they're giving you. It's the margin to do other things. And some of those activities may be money-making activities, but maybe it's more resting, right? Mm. Or maybe it's more time visioneering and, and being being able to think through more systems or processes or new products or whatever it may be, new services. And so I think that it's not necessarily always a like, well, I'm going to hire this $30 an hour VA and then I'm going to instantly start making, you know, thousands more in my business because I have this much more help and it doesn't necessarily work that way. So I think expectations versus reality, you know, another thing is really 
it, it's, it's so funny because so many of the things I'm thinking of are like also marriage principles. I'm like, <laughs> yes. You know, you know, when it's like your birthday and then you're really disappointed because your, your boyfriend or your husband or whatever, your, your, your significant other is like, they didn't get you what you wanted or they didn't make it as special as you wanted, or you just had some kind of expectation and maybe you didn't even know it was there, but like, there's like a tiny part of you that's just like a little disappointed because they didn't don't expect people to read your mind. Like this this is in relationships and, and I mean, literally like for Christmas this year, I was like, by the way, babe, I want this purse. And I told him for six months. And you know what I got for Christmas? I got that purse. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so happy. (laughs) Right. And I think that the same goes with delegation, right? Like, I think there is an element where eventually you let people take ownership and cast their own vision and all of that. But it's okay if that comes with time. At the beginning, like, just, just tell if you want it done a certain way, let them know, hey, this is the way I'd prefer this to be done. But then I also encourage them, I would love for you to look for opportunities. Like this is the way I've been doing it. So here's how, you know, here's that process. Here's that system I came up with, but please take this and make it better. Like I give them the the freedom to, you're probably going to see things once you're in this that could be done better. So let's do them. Bring me your ideas too. I love it. And to be honest, like, because I hired editing help a few years ago and that changed my life. Like it changed everything. It's so you hired like, somebody to help you edit photos? Cause I know that that's like a huge thing for photographers. It is. And so what I do is I take it so far as everything, I do everything that makes it look like my work with all the colors, like all the stuff that I do in camera raw all the things that make it look like my work. She takes care of head swaps, boogers, burning the edges, just making it look like just taking it to that next step. I get it like 60% there and she gets, she finishes it. But and it you so much time. Girl, it saves me at least four hours, three to four hours per session. Amazing. Um, so when you add that up, like the time that I have gotten back just from making that one, one decision to ask for help yeah. changed everything. Like it can be life-changing. Yeah. So can you share with me a story maybe of someone that you know that maybe hired a VA and it changed their life for the better too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was even just thinking, I was talking today to uh, one of my friends, another small business owner who she was just running this whole thing by herself. Woman was generating like multiple six figures and just doing it all on her own. And she was stressed and she's tired and the girl already works in systems. So she even had so much of her stuff documented. And I sat down with her um, at lunch in Boston a couple months ago. We were sitting down uh, having lunch together. And I'm like, what is it? Like, you, what is holding you back? She's like, I just haven't prioritized it. And I think that's what it is for a lot of us. We're like, yes, I know I need to. 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 And for for her, I was like, no more. I know I need to. You're just going to go home and you're going to do this. And I'm just going to keep on your butt until you do. Right. Like I'm just going to keep asking you. And I literally, have you hired someone? Have you hired someone? Have you hired someone? Or like, have you started that process? Right. And um, she did. And she's, she's hired a VA. She is loving it. She's having more time again, to be the visionary, to be the CEO in her company. And it's just, 
it's been really awesome. So Monica, if you're listening, probably not, you're not a photographer <laughs> in that sense, but um, yes, uh, you know how much of an impact it made on you. And I think that sometimes we do, we just need that little push. So what I'll do if I find those things, and this can be in any part of my business, it's not just for hiring, but just that thing that's in the back. You're like, I know I need to get to this and I've just haven't done it yet, I will set an actual deadline for myself. I will tell somebody the deadline and then I will do either a reward or a consequence if I don't do it. So literally, like I I knew a, I knew a friend that um, he really wanted to like go to the gym more often. And so he said for every week that I don't go to the gym three times, he was going to like pay his buddy $500 or something stupid. I was like, <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I went to the gym all year. And I'm like, well, well done then. There you I, mean, are. I don't know if I'd be that brave, but you know, I love it. Negative consequence motivation. Right? <laughs> Which one motivates you more? Positive, like I'm going to buy those new shoes or I'm going to have to buy my friend those new shoes, but whichever one it is, um, you know, sometimes just setting a deadline and then like forcing yourself into accountability with it. Right. And I think that, you know, I've been talking about like hiring, hiring slow. That doesn't necessarily mean like, Oh, I'm going to hire a VA by next week, but you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to have my systems process by this time. And then I'm going to write out a, a job description or something by this date and then start looking for people. And, and my goal is to have somebody hired, you know, maybe a month from now. I love it. Well, Abby, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on hiring VA help because, well, I know from personal experience that help is absolutely beneficial and how life-changing it can be. So, For sure. Thanks, girl. It's so fun. It's so easy to get caught up in the, I can do it all myself. There is almost a shame in asking for help or admitting we can't do it all. Now, there are a couple options, guys. Either settling into the realization that you're swamped and staying there, or start reaching out and asking for help. Today, my friends, I would love for you to grab a notebook and jot down a few areas that you could use support or help in. It could be in your business, your home, or your life. But the goal is to start finding some awareness on what is actually bogging you down. And from there, you can start making a plan to get the support that you need. Sending you so much light and love today. We'll see you next time. If you love the idea of bringing more of you into your business and brand, but wondering how, take our free quiz at themilkyway.ca slash quiz. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.